0: You are listening to Coast to Coast Latino. Good Friday, everyone. So glad you could join us here at Coast to Coast Latino. We are listening to Metalachi, the first and only mariachi band that combines metal music with mariachi music and comes out with an incredible sound Howard Stern called it the most incredible blending of metal and mariachi music ever they're originally out of uh, Juarez, Mexico they were raised in East LA it's four brothers and one sister If you get a chance, check them out on YouTube, Metalachi. And uh, they also have some albums out on uh, Apple iTunes, so check them out if you get a chance. My name is Adrian Perez. I want to thank you for joining me this Friday at Coast to Coast Latino. We are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community and by the way they've been giving away pumpkins uh like crazy to families that uh aren't able to go out to the either to a pumpkin patch or to be able to buy pumpkins and uh this halloween tomorrow halloween they will be giving away treats uh as well as a a few scares for kids who come with their parents in a car and do a drive through. So they're doing a drive through trick or treat, uh, should be a lot of fun. And they're doing the trick or treat in North Sacramento. We're also brought to you by U-Haul for your moving and storage needs. Be sure to contact U-Haul and our other sponsor is OIC Tax Services. If you find yourself in trouble with the federal government regarding taxes, contact Bob over at OIC Taxes. Uh, just go to OIC.com and be sure to call them and let them know your problems, and they can definitely work with you on resolving your issue. So get this, we're down to the last four days of uh, this election, many people have already voted. In fact, as of yesterday, we still had, or we had, uh, over 80 million people that had voted here in the U.S. That's going to set all kinds of interesting records in terms of total turnout. Uh, Latinos are turning out in huge numbers. Women are turning out in huge numbers, senior citizens are turning out in huge numbers and uh, let me tell you folks it's gonna be really fun it's gonna be exciting the numbers are still tight okay Joe Biden technically only leads by about four percent okay and so what that means is that there's still a very strong chance that Donald Trump can be reelected as president of the United States Uh, so if you haven't voted go out and vote, exercise your right to vote, exercise your right to make your voice heard. And there is no stronger way than to uh, go out and vote. Now, I know there's a bunch of other really important campaigns that are that are uh, happening throughout the United States, U.S. Senate, congressional seats, uh, uh, all the way down to local school boards. The thing is, is that if you don't exercise your right to vote, you don't have a right to complain after the election. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you complain, understand that people are going to ask you, did you vote? And if you say no, then they're all going to treat you the same way. You don't have a right to complain. So be sure, exercise your right to go out and vote. We are looking at some of the most amazing data for Latino turnout. And like I mentioned before, it's a it's it's a record breaking turnout nationally already. Uh, We're well above uh, 60 percent of the total voter turnout in the entire 2016 election. And we're still four days out. So uh, both uh, presidential candidates are focused on winning Florida. Florida may actually turn blue. But then again, so could Texas. Texas could turn blue. Uh, And it's really based on the Latino vote. And it's amazing how Trump, who once uh, complained that, That we are murderers that 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 are we we came here illegally etc. Not realizing That we were a lot of us were born here We're first second third and fourth even fifth generations Uh and for some families It's the border that crossed Them it wasn't them crossing the borders so you have a lot of people that are that are engaged right now, especially in Florida and in Texas and Latinos are going to make a difference. They're the ones that are going to be able to decide whether Florida turns blue or not. In Texas, whether it turns blue or not. Yes, there's a lot of Latinos in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, uh, Nevada, Arizona, but the, the two key states for uh, for this election is, are going to be Florida and Texas. It's going to be very interesting, pretty exciting. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned to see so many young Latinos getting up and exercising their right to vote. Uh, let me tell you, I've been voting since I turned 18 years of age and that was a couple of, well, several day de- decades ago. I've never missed an election. Never. Uh, I've always known that without my vote i I could make a difference and for that reason i I vote one vote can make a difference and and uh when I used to do campaigns uh back in the uh back in the uh eighties and nineties. I would reach out to Latinos, to African-Americans, trying to get them to vote. And they would always say, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I can't. I don't have time. I you know, they always found excuses not to go vote. And I would explain to them, understand that you're telling me this right now. Now, please add an additional 100,000 people that share the same view that you do. That 100,000 can make the difference on whether or not somebody wins to be governor, to be senator, to be a congressman. And it still didn't matter. And it was very frustrating back then. Today, we're seeing young people just jump up and go out and exercise their right to vote. And the numbers are telling us that. Oh, my goodness. There are so many numbers that are being crunched and uh Uh, Pay attention, by the way, to the different polls because whether you're looking at conservative polls, liberal polls, the bottom line is they're all saying the same thing. Huge numbers of people are going out and exercising their right to vote. In 2016, Donald Trump was elected primarily by people uh, with, with, quite frankly, limited education. This year he's... uh, appealing to them as much as possible. But what's interesting is that uh, polls are telling us that he has lost the female vote. Females are voting in huge numbers. And for the first time since they were uh, uh, given the right to vote, women are actually going to determine the presidential race. Okay, Latinos are going to make a difference, but women are actually going to be the ones to decide. And so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing just a tremendous amount of of people voting. And I'll be honest with you, uh, in the last week, especially because of these podcasts and the posts that I put up on our coast to coast uh latino uh facebook uh group uh, i've been getting comments i've been people have been sending me emails i've been getting phone calls people telling me hey you know what what happened to you you've sold out look i haven't sold out i just look at two things i look at can the person lead And can the person make effective decisions? And if they can't do either one, I can't ask them to be my president. And in my perspective, Donald Trump has failed both. In addition to that, yes, I'm a little religious and yes, I believe in God. And let me tell you, Donald Trump doesn't. He doesn't go to church when he's asked before, can you recite parts of the Bible? He says, oh, uh, uh, that's personal. I can't because he doesn't know. And the few times that he's tried to do it, he didn't understand what he was reciting. He had no idea what he was reading. And I mean, when you go and you use a church as a prop, to be able to campaign and try to garner more uh, votes from the Evangelicals. I mean, that, that was horrible. The guy doesn't attend that church. He goes out there, clears the area because that's where protesters, Black Lives Matter protesters were at, clears the area, takes a photo op. He doesn't even realize that he's holding the Bible upside down because he's not religious. The guy doesn't understand religion. If he did, he would actually demonstrate his religious beliefs. He's on his third wife and every wife he left is because he cheated on that one. He's got moral issues. You know, so his inability to lead his inability to make effective decisions. And because he's got significant moral issues. I can't vote for the guy. I cannot support him and I can't ask you to support him, but you're going to make a decision on whoever you want. And that's fine. That's okay. Because the bottom line is you should go out and vote. Make yourself hurt. We are all Americans. Okay, today I am wearing red, white and blue because I am a proud American. And I know people go, well, we've seen some of the things that you've written. It sounds very conservative. I am conservative. Okay, and the older I get, the more conservative I get. And do you know why? Because I want the best for my kids. I want the best for my grandkids. And if you share the same perspective the the same vision you too will look at how our government operates and ask are they doing the best for our kids we need to look out for our kids in california for example we have school boards that are that are being decided up and up and down the state the majority of the kids in the schools in public schools are latino yet even though california is the fifth largest world economy they rank number forty-eight when it comes to education what that tells us is that our kids are not being prepared to be able to take on the challenges of the jobs of the future. And we need to fix that. And politicians, elected officials can fix that. And by the way, don't ever let somebody tell you they're not a politician. If they're running for office, guess what? They happen to be a politician. Except some politicians get a strong taste of what power is and they become career politicians. They will always try to run for public office. They will always try to be in a position of authority. And the idea is to always graduate, if you will, to a higher level of, of, of power. The kinds of decisions that politicians and, and elected officials make include everything from assuring that you have social security to assuring that you have a good education. And for Latinos, the secret to our success is going to be a good education. That's why I always come back to our education system is failing. We need to fix it. And we need to give options for our kids. If public school is failing our kids, we need to have the option of putting them in private school. And if private school is failing, we should put them in public school. The bottom line is education is the secret to the success of the Latino community. In California, 40% of the population is Latino. And yet the total amount of revenue, of money that is being put towards running the state of California by Latinos is less than 10 percent that tells us that a lot of us are in poverty it tells us that a lot of us are broke it tells us that we need to fix this thing and the only way to fix it is through education believe it or not the more educated you are the more you understand the whole concept of covid 19 what to do to protect yourself in fact if you have a good education, you'll also understand how important it is to take care of your body, what you eat, exercise, etc. It all goes hand in hand. Health goes hand in hand with education, success goes hand in hand with education, and leadership goes hand in hand with education. So in one more thing on on my soapbox right now that I want to add is Republican and Democratic leadership, please listen. If you continue to give us the worst of the worst for candidates to be our leaders, we will find a third party that is willing to give us the best of the best. Why are we always settling for the worst of the worst? And and if you're a voter and you make a decision to start looking at candidates versus colors, you too will agree that we need to make some significant changes and we need to push the political parties to start looking at the real potential that Americans have in being leaders instead of trying to find, uh, the worst of the worst. I mean, who do we vote for? For president, we have Donald Trump, who's not good at all to Joe Biden, who's not good either. And it's, it's a frustrating position to be in. Especially considering that we have always considered ourselves as Americans, as world leaders. But yet, we're not world leaders. We are, right now, world followers because we've put the worst of the worst in the leadership capacity. We have to stop doing that. And we as Latinos have become a very important part of of the United States, no question about it. So both candidates are putting a lot of attention on us, which is good. Uh, President Trump in his campaign stop in Arizona announced that he has a Hispanic American community plan called the American dream plan. And I'm going to quote what he said. He said over the next four years And by the way, that's assuming he gets uh, reelected. Over the next four years, the American Dream Plan will bring more than 2 million new jobs to Hispanic communities, create over half a million new Hispanic-owned businesses, which will end up being large businesses, if I know you, and I know you well. Okay, unquote. And basically what he's saying is that this new American plan is going to expand opportunities for Latinos to do federal contracting. And it's going to increase access to capital uh, by hundreds of billions of dollars. Uh, At least it's a plan, considering that President Trump doesn't normally do any kind of planning, Uh, case in point. COVID-19 and uh, perhaps this is a good segue to talk a little bit more about uh, COVID-19. As many of you know COVID-19 is in a major uptick uh, throughout the United States. 45 states have reported a significant increase in coronavirus uh, infections. Uh, Hospitalizations are going up at incredible, incredible amounts and in el paso texas for example uh hospitalizations have uh, have reached such a huge number that the hospitals are unable to handle it and so they are creating uh icu units in the parking lots of the hospitals and uh and the director of of uh, of, uh, of health in El Paso is saying, obviously, we were not prepared for anything like this. They have asked the state of Texas for uh, not only uh, financial assistance but also medical assistance because they're not they're not set up to be able to handle the volume of people that are being hospitalized. Again, COVID nineteen. Is not a good virus, it is a serious virus, and I know the president has been complaining about the media talking about nothing but COVID. COVID, COVID. Look, it's a serious problem that he should have addressed back in January, he didn't, and so now we're seeing the effects the negative effects of what's happening, and so we have. Uh, Just, you know, well over 200,000 Americans who have died because of his inability to lead us and plan on on fixing COVID-19 or addressing COVID-19. As schools have reopened, many children are affected. They're going home and they're giving it to their parents and the parents and the grandparents. And the parents and the grandparents sometimes have underlying uh, health issues which uh, make the virus even worse. So hospitalizations are going up. Utah itself is seeing a significant increase. And so, you know, you, you, you look at, 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 the, at this thing very holistically and the impacts that it's going to have in the middle of an election. And it's going to be very significant. And a lot of people are voting who are angered because they lost a loved one to a lack of leadership by President Trump. So besides the uh, health impacts on Latinos from COVID-19, of course, this pandemic has uh, brought uh, financial chaos to some families and uh, in uh, Charlottesville, North Carolina, there's an article on Charlottesville tomorrow. It's called A Hidden Crisis. Charlottesville's immigrant Latino families are not making ends meet. It's written by Jesse Higgins. And uh, it's a very powerful piece that talks about, and it's a common story amongst many Latino, uh, immigrant Latino communities across the United States, where uh, there's major concern about these families trying to, you know, making ends meet. Uh, They interviewed uh, uh, Javier Radelas, who's a client service coordinator for Cine Barreras, a Charlottesville nonprofit that serves the Latino community, and he says, I am deeply concerned about this community. We're hearing from people who are two, three, even four months behind on rent. We are worried about what is going to happen to them in the next month or two. And the reason that uh, they're getting further and further behind is typically, uh, you know, the husband works. But the type of work that they do all of a sudden has been cut back or they've been replaced because somebody else needed a job and immigrants, especially undocumented immigrants can be let go in a snap of a finger. And, uh, and they have no recourse because they're not here legally. Uh, and so if you look at, uh, some of the families that, uh, that that are being impacted in Charlottesville. Uh, you know, where the husband works, the the woman stays home, she's trying to uh, uh, raise their children. And uh, then all of a sudden, they find themselves with a need for food, because the husband doesn't have the job. So they're going to food pantries. And, uh, you know, when when a husband does work typically most of the uh money that they make goes to rent or transportation and uh and uh, the the good thing about Charlottesville unlike California uh rent in Charlottesville is a lot less expensive but still uh when you're not making as much money it it puts a major major stress on uh on the family but uh, they talk about how they have to divide their family i mean their their funding to be able to survive and let me tell you 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 read stories like this you read other stories that are very similar especially for those that are farm workers and it's uh it's stressful it's very stressful and you want to do something about it I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. If you know a nonprofit that is working with farm workers or is working with individuals that are here without documents, uh, work with that nonprofit and help them out. Find out how you can help them. If you have the ability to give money, give them money. But the bottom line is figure out a way to help them out. There are families out there that need your support. And I strongly recommend that you go out and provide them the support. Um, We also have, uh, uh, now that it's Halloween, we also have Dia de los Muertos coming up. And as many of you know, Day of the Dead is celebrated uh, in the Latino community uh, throughout different fashions. And uh, because of COVID, we are seeing a lot of drive-through drive-through uh, uh, displays that are being put together and the displays are altars or altars for families uh, family members who have passed and is the way that Latinos have been celebrating Dia de los Muertos for for centuries. Uh, it is not unique to to the Latino community. Uh, we have found that uh, that there are many countries throughout the world, who also celebrate some form of, of Day of the Dead. But Dia de los Muertos is, is, a, is a combination celebration uh, of, a, of a cultural tradition that is uh, very impressive, very colorful, and uh, at the same time, extremely moving. So when you build your altar, uh, if you decide to uh, display your altar, be sure that uh, that it's outside, so people can drive by and see it. There are some more organized uh, displays of altars being done in parking lots. Uh, some of them are being done virtually, and uh, let me tell you, Día de los Muertos is a good is a good time to. Uh, not only celebrate family, but also uh, celebrate the many traditions that the Latino community has. We invite you to uh, join us on uh, Coast to Coast Latino on Facebook, where we uh, post on a daily basis uh, all news, all information that is going on with Latinos across the United States. It is the only place where you will find articles uh, and information that cover uh, traditional information, that cover politics, that covers economics. And let me tell you folks, we put all of them up there. We don't edit it. And it's an opportunity for you to chime in and either agree or disagree. But that's Coast to Coast Latino Facebook groups. I want to thank you for joining me this Friday. My name is Adrian Perez. Coast to Coast Latino is brought to you twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays. And uh, we definitely look forward to talking to you next Wednesday when we start talking about election results and projections for election results because some of us don't think that All of them, all the results will be in. In the meantime, take care, enjoy yourself. And uh, if you can, go support your local Latino business because we need to shop Latino. Okay, until Wednesday, take care.